Welcome one and all to Umami Manga. I am one of your hosts, Petter, and with me I got my co-host, James. Hello. And today we are starting a new series talking about Spy Family, starting with the first volume. I'm super excited because this is one one series that I've been looking forward to getting to. Obviously, we've prioritized other or other series that I've of course probably been even more eager to talk about. But this has also been one that I've been really wanting to get to, and so I'm really happy we're, that we're here now. Also, for, for anyone that, that, that doesn't know, and I mean, I guess I don't know for 100% sure because I read this on Wikipedia, but James and I are under the impression that this series is pronounced Spy Family, with no X pronounced in the middle. Um, mm-hmm. If anyone knows better, let us know, but I think this is correct, because I mean, it's technically not even an X, it's like some other symbol that looks similar to an X. So anyway, just getting that out of the, out of the way as well. And also, I want to ask you, James, before you read the first volume recently, what did you know? Like, what did you know about this manga? Or, like, did you have any impressions or anything like that? That's an excellent question because, honestly, my impressions were kind of wrong. Uh, oh. <laughs> for one, uh, I did expect this to be a comedy, but it, there is a bit of more of a narrative, at least in this first volume, than I thought there'd be. Hmm. Um, so that's nice, but it is... To be fair, it is a plot that just kind of gets you introduced to the world and characters and sets that up. So it may become more kind of episodic as you could, at least the last two chapters kind of felt that way. So maybe it'll be more like that. But, uh, you know, the beginning definitely had a little more of a story to it all than I than I thought and, and a reason for all of them being there. Yeah. Um, so that's nice. And it's a lot more wholesome than I thought. <laughs> it's so wholesome. It really it's is. It's so wholesome. <laughs> It may be the most wholesome series that we've we've uh, read so far. I mean, it's only one volume, but right. Kaguya-sama is wholesome, but it, it's it's romantic and comedic. And To Your Eternity has wholesome moments, but <laughs> it's tragic. This one is just all sorts of wholesome, like family wholesomeness. Right? It's yeah. Like wow. <laughs> like I, 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 you know, for a manga or a story that's about spies murderers in politics <laughs> it's yeah. wholesome surprisingly right. so yeah totally so, like that <laughs> and just what one more kind of misconception i had i thought anya was gonna be this smart aleck uh know-it-all who you know she's like oh. the she looks really young but she's not really old. well I, I didn't think she was old i thought she was actually young but she's like brilliant minded and and just you know acts a lot older than she really is which is the exact opposite of what it actually was um yeah which i'm glad i'm glad i i I like i like what we have here and i'm glad my (laughs) ideas were wrong nice I'm, i'm glad to hear that so and also so for me brief little i guess about how I discovered this, or well, actually, I can't tell you how I discovered it because I actually don't remember just how I I <laughs> found this manga. But but if I told you I have to kill you. Oh, <laughs> is that the spy in you, Peter? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> no, but le- legitimately, I cannot remember how I gotcha. uh, how I discovered this. However, I do remember that I I found it very early on, um, like pretty shortly after it started publishing. Um, I started reading it in either spring or summer of 2019 and at that point there weren't that many chapters released i think it only started in march that year uh so pretty pretty shortly after i somehow stumbled upon it and started reading it and i fell in love with it pretty quickly and and so i started following i started reading along with the chapters like fan translations online uh reading along as as the new chapters came out 
until chapter 30 or 31 or somewhere around there, I stopped reading because I figured it would be fun to save it for the podcast eventually. Brilliant. Uh, Which obviously I'm glad I did because now we're here. Uh, So essentially Mm -hmm. I've read the first five volumes, I think, which is less than any of the manga series that we've done right. before this. So that's that's great. <laughs> it's kind of well, you know, and it's kind of a gutsy call cuz true. For some of the manga or well actually all the manga we've read have a, a reasonable fan base to them, especially Attack on Titan and Kaguya-sama. And to your eternity I think is getting there after the anime. So we we, we right. kind of took a <laughs> I think you Petter kind of took a guess on that one. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I think this will be good. Let's hope the anime does well, and I, I think it has done pretty well. Oh yeah, and received pretty well. But this one, I don't think we were very far into the volumes that have been released, especially in English. It may be only like six or seven. Uh, yeah, there's uh, uh, there's six volumes released so far, and uh, but I don't think there's that many more in Japan. Actually, there's only like seven or eight. I think. Yeah. Maybe nine, but definitely no more than nine in Japan. Right, no more than nine. So it's it's a pretty fresh series. Right, it is. But based on volume one, I think uh, it was a good choice. Nice. I'm I'm glad you agree. And and yeah, I just I just had so much fun reading this. Why? So yeah, it, it it became one of my one of my favorite manga, uh, pretty quickly. And and also the fact that it's an ongoing manga, I th- I thought made it w- w- well contributed to me feeling like it it might be fun to cover it on umami manga. Um, so, but yeah, even though I've read, I think the first five volumes, obviously I'm not going to talk about anything past volume one in this episode. So just, just so everybody knows. Thank you. So there will be no spoilers for anything past this volume. I appreciate it. (laughs) Yeah. So I guess let's dig into all of the characters one by one. And actually, James, would you like to decide if we should start? Because I was torn. Should we start with Twilight or should we start with Anya? Uh, I say Twilight just because, at least for this this volume, he was the first one to be really introduced. It, yeah, exactly. That's that's very true. I feel like Anya is kind of the mascot, though, so that that's why. I, right. That's no, why she's I definitely asked. the mascot. <laughs> but yeah, I think Twilight is probably a good place to start. Yeah, let's do that then. Really quick, that, that brings a question. So we're calling him Twilight, and not his persona, Lloyd. I'm probably gonna switch between the two. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> okay. I mean, okay, inter- yeah, I'm fine with that too. I'm fine with that right. too. Well, what's interesting about him though is really that he has like given up everything in his life completely mm. in order to like fully dedicate himself to his work and to become like the ultimate spy. That that's yeah. w- like something we learned really early on and because of that he hasn't really like he hasn't used his actual real name for right. like almost 10 years or something like that. So he he has become Twilight, even though that's really just his code name. That's mm-hmm. the name he most... He, or he, well, he seems to associate himself well, with. Well, that's what he calls himself. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So he has become his code name and kind of lost his, his actual real name. And obviously Lloyd Forger is just, well, the right. c- the current name for the mission. Um, but, but still, I, definitely, I think it's still fair to call him that. I'm not sure exactly what I'm going to be calling him mostly, but... Well, I think both Twilight and Lloyd are fine. <laughs> yeah, I I think so too. And it, it might change like come volume two and three because Yor is constantly calling him Lloyd. Obviously, she doesn't know his code name. Right. So as as the story progresses, we're probably going to hear Lloyd, that name, more. So maybe that become more <laughs> comfortable. 
But obviously that's not his real name. So it's like, <laughs> how does that work? <laughs> so, anyway, yeah. I kind of yeah. want to look on the Wikipedia and be like, how do they list his name as? Oh, know? yeah. Although that, that's also risky because I wonder. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. So it's just kind of like, uh, stay away mm, for now. Mm. For now, right. <laughs> <laughs> sounds, sounds smart. But no, going going to your point about him dedicating his life to being a spy and, yeah. and just being the best there is, basically. He's a man of many faces. Like I feel like that's his his uh, expertise is be able to disguise himself. Yeah. As anybody, I don't know how he make it, makes those latex masks so quickly, but hey, <laughs> you know, he's when you're pro. good, you're good. Yeah. He's a pro. <laughs> uh, so, but it's 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 cool in the in the. I think we only see him use it twice. I think, or was it three? To, I can't remember. Either way, at, both at those times twice, are mm. both those times are pretty cool and. I, I kind of felt like Anya when she's watching her spy, you know, <laughs> TV show. It's, yeah. Oh, spy so cool. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And actually, in the physical book, there's like basically the last page. There's a little like bonus thing, and it it's mm-hmm. uh, Twilight's profile, uh, or like like it's like a pa- a page of paper with just like his information but like pretty most of it is just scratched out because <laughs> you know it's top <laughs> it's secret and like so you yeah. know his real name is scratched out and his age and his blood type and well yeah like just a bunch of things are just scratched out but there there's one one thing related to what you said speciality and it says it's disguise so ma- makes ah, a lot of brilliant. sense that, yeah. okay <laughs> but something else that we like one of the more interesting things, like character backstory wise and plot wise, sort of related to Twilight that we got was that, well, pretty early on, we learned that he hates kids and he prefers to do missions solo. And, like, mm-hmm. well, obviously, all of that makes this Operation Strix very interesting because it's everything that he doesn't like to do in the, in the mission. But, but related to that, you know, hating kids and, like, hating when children cry and stuff like that was something that he sort of understood about himself a little bit later in the book. Mm. Well, he, he's, he's reminded of, of his own childhood and, like, how he used to cry because his, he, his childhood seemed to be pretty rough. And, and he seemed to have become an orphan at a pretty, at a pretty young age, um, and he was all alone. Yeah, I mean, you just look at that the background. It's yeah. got tanks and explo- and you know, rubble everywhere. It's it's pretty mm-hmm. like wow, you know, some sort of war torn area of the world, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's really sad to see, and and would be kind of neat to learn more about that, and maybe absolutely with with his name comes more revelation into that. For sure. Yeah, dude, I'm. I can't wait to get more on 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 especially him, but really for for Anya as well, and, and for, yeah, actually for your too. Yeah, for all of I think them, all I, three of them. Yeah, mm-hmm. really. <laughs> uh, but but like yeah, uh, regarding Twilight anyway, um, that imagery you mentioned, like that we saw, like the little panel from his childhood. I'm just trying to think about like I mean, I think it's quite clear that the present day story in Spy X Family or. <laughs> Spy Family, uh, <laughs> is inspired by our world's Cold War, like back in like the fifties. Okay, yeah. So that was one of my questions. Is this is this the sixties, seventy? But you said fifties. That television set. That's not a television for the fifties. Maybe sixties. Yeah, it's got to be sixties, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, yeah. M- maybe sixties is more accurate. Yeah, but like, 
either way is like the Cold War. Like, yeah, well, I agree. It's not actually the the Cold War, but it's it's in a fictional world uh, that's inspired by our world during the Cold War. I think it's quite quite clear, especially you know with with all of the spy themes, you know, because that that was obviously a big thing at that time, or it started to become more of a known thing at the very least. And and, and you know with with films like or actually books as it started out with like James Bond books and stuff like that. Uh, they started in the 50s and became movies in the 60s and were set in the Cold War, at least to start off. Which I, th- I think that there are some uh, some references to that and and probably references to, like with the, the face masks are probably a reference to Mission Impossible, I would I would guess. Mm. But, but, but anyway, um, what was I going to get to? Oh yeah, so because it's set probably in, in, a, in, in a time equivalent to our day uh, or our world in the 60s I, or well, something like that, maybe early 60s, then I was thinking Twilight's childhood might be an event similar to World War II, perhaps. Yeah, good point. Uh, and, like, a, a war like that might have devastated his, his life and, like, his family might have died in, in the war like that, perhaps. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, again, just <laughs> I really just want to know more. <laughs> right, totally. Actually, so I, I, I was just curious because I was like, wait a minute, what did TVs in the 50s look like? And you know maybe 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 it is the fifties. Either way, it's like fifties or sixties. Huh. So right, yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure, fifties or or sixties. I think that I think that's a good time placement. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And but you know, and, and it's it's interesting to get this kind of a story set in this time period from Japan of all places. You don't really hear stories like that. Exactly. Well, it's made. Obviously, it's made in Japan, but I, I think it's like the, the setting itself and the story. The setting is is Europe, like you know, yeah, kind of Germany and I don't. Know, you say, would you say Germany and France? I, I would mostly say Germany, actually. Um, Just all German. Well, I guess to me, Germany comes to mind because of the the because the fact that Germany was split in East and West during the Cold War. Mm, and a good point. I feel like that's where Tetsuya Endo draw Endo drew his inspiration from perhaps yeah i i think i think yeah now that you say that i think i think you're right hmm. I, I i was always interested in like the history of the 1900s because you know there, there's like there was like so so many obviously awful things but still i dare say interesting things happening like the first world war the second world war followed by the cold war period lasting quite mm-hmm. a long time has always been like historical eras and and things that have interested me so even though this obviously isn't that, it is still inspired by that. So it, it does it does intrigue me. Oh, but but anyway, about what what Lloyd uh, or Twilight um, kind of when he remembered his his past and why he dislikes children crying so much. It was nice to to get to learn his reason for becoming a spy in the first place, and that was because he he wanted to help create a world where children would wouldn't need to cry. So that was very very wholesome <laughs> it's very wholesome and cheesy yeah it's true it's it, is che- it is cheesy but it's a good it's, it's good cheese it, it's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah you know uh twilight's whole situation you know being like kind of this cool maybe macho isn't the right word but i'll use it anyway macho <laughs> pro i don't i don't need anybody i'm a loner kind of a guy uh that whole stereotype and then Finding or ended up getting a a daughter like figure, mm-hmm. and and a and a wife eventually, is 
a kind of a trope in a way. Uh, it reminds me of these American movies like The Pacifier. And there, there's another one. Uh, you've probably never even seen it. But there's another one where it's like The Rock and he he's like a quarterback and he has to babysit this kid. It's basically it's where <laughs> a, a child, usually a girl, helps melt the heart of a stone-cold <laughs> tough guy, you know? Right, yeah. Uh, whether it be like a Marine or a football player or an assassin. <laughs> and th- this is the anime version. This is the Japanese version of The Pacifier. It's yeah. basically what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, that, that, that's really funny. I haven't seen those movies that you talked about, but for me, <laughs> for me, the movie Logan comes to mind, the, the Wolverine film uh, <laughs> called Logan. It, it's also a story like that where he ends yeah, up right. taking care of a girl. I, it's probably better written <laughs> than those other ones. But you're right. I mean, it, it, it's a kind of a storyline that I think people like where yeah. you have a tough guy who kind of melt, his heart gets melted with the, you know, bonding with the, you know, a, a child. Yeah, kind of thing. So. <laughs> absolutely. It's a good concept. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously he is very confident a lot of the time, but he does also slip up from time to time because he, and as I think he points out a few times during this volume, this mission is much more stressful for him than anything else he's ever done before. And he's done some crazy stuff in his past. Uh, mm. So I, I think it's pretty fun how these things that should be like everyday life sorts of things, like managing a family or whatever, like having a, a life like that is more of a challenge to him than like stopping a bomb or infiltrating like some criminal leagues or <laughs> whatever you know right it's, it's just like a funny a funny thing but i guess it makes sense since it's not what he's what he's used to uh but he, he really saved the day sort of when when he arrived at the party uh that yor was at oh gosh and like pretty much last minute <laughs> he came in so great but he did sort of slip up there saying that they were married or that they, <laughs> he, uh, <laughs> uh, he probably had a concussion so i don't blame him fair <laughs> <laughs> yeah he looked kind of rough but i loved that page when he comes into the room <laughs> and he yeah. just stands there and oh my god so so good uh, yeah like i was saying you, you know he's he knows that his line is work his line of work is difficult and mm. you know requires perfection but we could see that deep down i think he desires some of these things you know uh, maybe a, a more quiet life a more peaceful life and mm. uh one where there's there's love in it but um obviously he's kind of struggling to understand that completely i think his body at times is is totally ready to take a break <laughs> oh yeah a few yeah. times but yeah it'll it'll probably take a, lo- a long while for twilight to be completely open to maybe um accepting this as or, or even, not just accepting but but wanting this for mm. a life instead of just being kind of a loner spy exactly exactly but yeah that uh, i feel like on like on, on a big a grander scale and yeah and like in the grand scheme of things kind of i feel uh-huh. like it's a kind of predictable story I, I imagine obviously i guess i shouldn't speak too soon but i just feel like i have this... some predictions that I'll right <laughs> right but I, I just like on on that topic i feel like it's it feels pretty safe to say that this story will 
and and with this fake family becoming a real family. You know, it's just sort of what it seems like. You know, I I hope so. Right. You know. Yeah. Just because, yeah, yeah, you can have like tragic kind of sad stories, but or you know they they don't come together. But this just the way how wholesome it is. It, <laughs> yeah. I feel like you would betray your readers. Mm. You know, if you were to do anything else, whereas yeah. other other manga, you that kind of vibe you get you get that kind of vibe is like okay, this can't end in sunshine and rainbows completely. You know. Yeah. Right. So. This one, I think it can in, in Sunshine and Rainbows with probably a little bit of blood. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Well, that's the thing, though, is I was kind of having a existential, existential crisis about this in that the main characters, like, well, the, the two kind of leads besides Anya mm. are a spy and a murderer. Well, they're both murderers, a spy and an assassin. And it's like, if they were to be caught by police force in some matter, they would be probably put to death. You know, they'd be tried for their crimes. Yeah. And it's like, I I mean, I understand there's a story and we we watch movies like this all the time. But just thinking, just thinking about how they're trying, they're kind of creating this wholesome family. And yet they, in the background, they're doing these morally bad things that were questionable things like murdering people mm-hmm. and we had been reading manga before and i had been want you know i watched just wa- got finished watching an anime where the main character refused to kill anybody was so distraught seeing that kind of stuff and so it's, it, so it's just kind of like, kind of conflicting it's like these people's job are to murder people and yet i'm i want I, i'm rooting for them it's like, <laughs> you know it's yeah. it's strange it, i understand it's a story you know, I, I don't know. I'm thinking way too hard about this, but have you ever thought about that? Like you're watching James Bond and he's killing all these people. Okay, yeah, I guess they're bad guys. I guess. Right. And exactly. I guess you could argue the same with uh, Twilight and well, maybe not. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not so sure about your. Yeah, uh, exactly. I was gonna say that because I feel like with Twilight, yeah, like he he's actually fighting for peace. Like actively mm-hmm. doing something to to try to prevent a a truce from from breaking, and right. so I I can understand, I guess him for for that. But yeah, you're she. I I I guess we don't know exactly. I guess what types of standards she has for like who she allows or like who who she accepts missions from and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like how that works. Like what her thoughts are on that. Or if she just blindly kills anyone who pays her. Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. So, so mm. yeah. I don't, I don't know why. It, well, I, I, I kind of explained why those thoughts were coming in. It's because I had been thinking about and, and you know, reading other manga and, and anime, just where, you know, the killing is so taboo. Yeah. And then we get, you get to this story where the people who are the murderers are the main character, the heroes, you know? Yeah. So it's yeah. nice. But, th- okay. Okay, I'm done. I, I, I was about to go to, like, think about the real world, but let's not, let's not go there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's too too much discussion. It's going too deep. <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> all right, all right, then. So what else do we got on Twilight? The organization says, or reminds Twilight that they're heroes without a shadow. They don't get recognition. Mm. And 
you know, he just kind of accepts that. Then later on, towards the end, I think the second to last chapter, he he gets a little re- bit of recognition for the things he did. He say, "Oh, that's not too bad." I, I think hmm. having that kind of positive feedback does wonders to a person, and yeah, it's easier to receive that positive feedback within a family unit. So I think that for sure, maybe going forward, he'll see like, "Wow, you know, it's really nice to be noticed for the things that I can do." You know. Hmm. Definitely. Anyway, just another wholesome thing I wanted to add on to it. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And like and, and, and I guess I'll I'll continue on with another wholesome thing that I noticed for from, from Twilight was during the interview at the school. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really cute seeing how worked up he was getting when yeah. like at first when when Yor was being criticized during that scene and and also at toward the end of it when he completely actually he broke the table because <laughs> Because they they were talking and like they, they were making Anya cry, he actually like mm. to get those sorts of reactions out of him when his well his wife and kid were in like well they were getting shit in various ways. Then I I feel like that 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 was really nice to see him react that way. I agree. I I took note of that as well, and um, I mean it it was like a kind of a a epic moment where you turn you turn the page and he's. His fist is just up in the air. <laughs> yeah, I forget. I forget what he, exactly what he says, but it it's a very intimidating moment. Um, right before he punches the table, you know, and yeah, so you could tell he's growing attached. To, you know, up to that point, he had, he had been mm. growing attached to them as a family. Yeah, um, but you know, even <laughs> even behind his, or even as he tries to keep his composure, he just can't. He can't let your and Anya be insulted like that. I. I don't know. Right. It's definitely wholesome. Absolutely. Definitely a father thing to do. Yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> I have one last thing on Twilight, and it's that when he lies, he I feel like usually he tries to blend truth into the lie. Interesting. Uh, like in order to, to try to make it more believable. One example that I, or at least where I noticed it pretty clearly was when he... Well, also during the interview, when he was asked how he and Yor had met, he told it almost exactly as it was, except obviously the, the timing, he didn't specify the timing, and, well, maybe he tweaked a thing here or there, but but yeah, he at least kept the, the, the same location and all of that, so I thought I thought that was interesting, and probably something that he does in other situations as well, uh, at least when it's possible. Because I feel like lies are usually more believable when they're not 100% lies, I suppose. Right. I agree with that. So, did you get anything more on him? I do not. All right, then. Let's talk about Anya next, then. Anya Forger, as as she becomes. Well, Twilight picks her up from an orphanage. And apparently the guy in charge of that place was creeped out by her. <laughs> <laughs> Which was just like a funny little little thing. Um but she can read minds. That's kind of the big, right? Unique thing about like, well, su- the only supernatural thing in this story, I, I think, uh, at this point at least. So that's very interesting. Yeah, no, it's it is an interesting twist, and again, one that I I didn't, or yeah, I didn't think beforehand. I, I always think that she'd just be this brilliant child kind of a thing. Ah, right, uh, but right. <laughs> exactly. I mean. I think she has some brightness in her, but it's it's definitely more of she just 
read other people's minds kind of a situation. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she was able to use it to her advantage to get Twilight to pick her from the orphanage. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so, so she at least she knows how to use it to her her benefit. Mm -hmm. So at least she's that smart. So when this is kind of getting into the weeds, but when she was. When you first see Anya, and actually she kind of keeps this stuffed animal the whole time. She picks up a stuffed animal, yeah. a chimera. Yes. And I was just like, well, that's an interesting doll to have. Now, this chimera also had horns. And I've always, I always thought, like, for Anya's design, it's just so out there for her to have, like, these <laughs> horn people. I don't think she – well, I don't know. I can't say for sure if she has horns or not. But in a flashback, it, her hair was tied up in a way that it was in the shape – of those, of those like caps, horns or whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know if that's, if she, like, she has keeps her hair tied up like that and she just wears caps over them, or if it's, if she's hiding something behind those or something, and maybe that's, if the chimera, chimera is kind of a foreshadow of that. Ooh. I don't know. <laughs> Interesting. And I also thought that maybe that could imply she. Well, we do know that she was in a scientific facility and they were running tests and, you know, she yeah. was able to get telepathy from that. So maybe they maybe they did some stuff where they were trying to put some sort of animal stuff into I don't, I don't know. That doesn't quite make sense, but maybe it's just a, maybe it's just a sign of scientific experimentation. Right. Yeah, I guess like my my thoughts have always just been that it's probably just well, she puts up her hair in those ball things and then just puts these caps over for mm. well because she thinks it looks nice perhaps which i think it does but but i it's an interesting theory about perhaps it being something else and i guess it would make sense considering she's already supernatural with her telepathy um, right but i will say that another manga that tetsuya endo wrote before he started writing um spikes spy family uh, is one called Rengoku no Ashe, or Ash. I, I I don't know, but anyway, it's it was just a one shot. I haven't read it, but I've seen like the, I guess the cover of it. It was like just a short a short thing. It was just like one chapter long. Uh, I'm just like I, I've looked since I've looked it up up on my anime list, but on the cover of it, it's an image of a pink haired girl with those exact same types of uh, oh. little horny things. Yeah. Horn, well, like, yeah. <laughs> That's fine. Horny's okay. <laughs> it, it has an original meaning. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, it, it looks a lot like a slightly older Anya. I I I'd say. Yeah, I I'm looking at it right now and. Okay. Yeah, I agree. Uh huh. So I, I don't know exactly what that or I can't I've probably read the like some premise summary of it at some point but I I don't remember 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 it right now obviously I don't think it has anything to do with Spy Family at all but it's just interesting how he sort of reused that design in a way for for Anya. Mhm. Mm yeah. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I guess I guess it remains to be seen if it has any significance but I I will keep it in mind though <laughs> your idea there. Yeah, I guess, I guess it could, but maybe it doesn't. Maybe it is just his kind of or a design thing that he liked and he wanted to keep it. Mm, could be. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Anya has a big fascination for spy fiction. Like, she, she loves this show called Spy Wars on TV. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so, obviously, with that, she thinks Twilight is super cool. 
and well, she thinks Yor is super cool too, probably for similar reasons. And you you mentioned earlier like a little bit what we learned through the narration, like kind of through the narrator about her backstory, how she was well, some organization was doing exp- exp- experimentations on her, and so she became a a telepath like that. And we also learned that apparently they were doing that to her somehow to achieve world peace Mm. was also something that was mentioned. So I wonder if it was people in the East where she is found. Well, I I guess that makes the most sense because that that, that, that was where she was found. Um, So she probably was from there. So there were probably people in the East who tried to do something good for world peace. Uh, even though who knows I, I feel like overall the east is portrayed more villain like overall sort of well i think it's also a possibility that one organization's or or, or person's idea of world peace could be different from another another one uh oh yeah right world peace could be i completely rule the world or the our country is the sole ruler versus everyone lives yeah. in harmony or whatever Right. No, actually, that, that that is a really good point. So we, we, we I guess we don't know for sure if, the, if it was actually for a good cause or not. <laughs> That's true. But it would be an interesting twist if Anya was a product of experimentations done by the same organization as Twilight's. Ooh. That would be, that would be interesting. Hmm. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah, yeah. We need to know more about Twilight's organization. Right. Definitely. That. That's something I'd like to know more of as well. Or maybe it's not connected at all. Uh, <laughs> right. I mean, at least if Anya's organization is from the East, then in that case, they aren't related, obviously. But but still, mm-hmm. still a possibility. Um, but a little reference or whatever that I thought was kind of neat was how she used to be test subject 007 when she, like, before she escaped from that organization. Obviously, that's a reference to James Bond, Agent 007. Yeah, okay, uh, okay. Like, <laughs> like, surely that was a reference, right? <laughs> right. I mean, it has to have been. Like, I can't imagine any, like, but yeah, they wouldn't have chosen that number if not to reference James Bond, which, as we've already said, I feel is a, in, in, in some sense, inspiration for the story, being, like, with, with the setting and spy stuff in general. Um, I think it's, it, it's got to be that. Mm. Uh, so yeah pretty neat and actually in the physical book which I read I noticed that an, uh, like a translation error or like an error uh, well s- slightly trans- uh, translation related uh, during the the interview scene at the end Anya, when Anya introduces herself she introduces herself as Anya Holger not as Anya Forger yeah, yeah. does she do that in your translation of, the, of this as well is it the same? Uh, so in chat in chapter five. Yeah. Yeah, I see Anya Holger here in my app. Maybe it's the exact same translations here then, because obviously they went with the like officially they went with Forger. That's everywhere else in the in the book. The last name is Forger, but sh- but they accidentally wrote Holger here, which actually because I remember from when I read this like the chapters of this early on, and like fa- fa- fans were trying to translate the last name sometimes it was translated into holger early on because like in japanese h and f are sort of the same in japanese 
as well as L and R obviously are the same sound to them. Mm -hmm. So to translate it to Holger or to Forger is they're like they're technically they're really not that far apart. Uh, when you like got like well taking Japanese in, into consideration, so I like it. It makes sense, but still a little sloppy for them to accidentally keep that. So I think something to realize is that when you're writing it, it's gonna you're gonna be able to tell the 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 the, the pronunciation difference. When you're hearing it, yeah, you could be like, oh, is that an F or an H or kind of kind of a situation. But when you're writing it, especially if it's a ho or a hu, or, yeah. you know, it, it'll be it should be easier to tell what or be able to pinpoint what they're trying to say. I think what's happening here is she's messing up because she messes up a few times. Like she switches words. She can't quite remember what her address is. Okay. So you're saying it's not an error on the writers, right? I think it's an, I think it's Hmm. just an error on Anya's part. Okay. Hmm. True. Like, I could be be wrong. Yeah. It's just the fact that Holger was one of those names that they actually used for their last name, like before they settled, or I guess before the official translate translators settled on Forger, makes me feel like it's an error in that kind of way. But but I, I guess it, it's not a huge deal. I just wanted to point it out, see see mm-hmm. what you thought of it, also to see if your if your translations had the same thing. Yeah, um, yeah, no, it does, but, it does. Right, right. Very well. Uh, I guess if anyone listening to this, at least on YouTube, where you can uh, leave comments on here, if you know anything about this, if you know, like, if you have an explanation, please, please enlighten us. <laughs> yeah. Without spoilers, please. <laughs> oh, exactly. Yes, please, please. No, no spoilers. I would go to the wiki and just kind of just check on myself, but <laughs> I just, I can't. Yes, yes. Um, but yeah, I, I have nothing more on Anya, uh, but go ahead if you have anything more. I love her obsession with peanuts maybe love is a strong word but i don't know i just think it's <laughs> i think it's a, a cute little thing and yeah i mean i could say they're a comedy but i i think it's just just a kind of funny little quirk she has yeah um she has great facial expressions oh one, my the most god out of anybody so far she, she her expressions are golden like yeah oh he, my god <laughs> he goes to town with them man uh-huh um, and I, you know it's not just even the facial expressions it's although they usually have them but you know her movements and just mannerisms mm. are are different and easy easy to easy to point out. I mean, not different as in it's kind of awkward, but just uh, when you compare them to the adults, it, it's you know it's very childlike and, and right, uh, but also cute. You know, there's a time where she kind of like when she's snuggling up to uh, Twilight, mm. he gets up and then and and she kind of rolls rolls a rolls onto the floor and I uh, yeah. just kind of like I like how he drew that. I, I, I agree. Yeah, it's it's so good. Uh, like and oh my god, like the more we talk about this now, I just can't wait for the potential possibility of this being adapted into anime. Yeah. It's, it's gonna, uh, it's gonna be hope, so I good. Hope, <laughs> I hope a good studio gets it. You know, uh-huh. it's not just like a slideshow thing which you know, I, I think this deserves to to be, you know, pretty well animated. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I think it's cute how she's getting the, the answers mixed up, uh, but they kind of just, they just kind of rolled with it. No one, I don't know. I mean, yeah, he, I, I, Twilight was maybe getting a little, you know, stressed out, but they didn't really dwell on it too much. I, I like yeah. That. I mean, she, she, she was doing well enough. Like, right. Uh, I think the, the, 
uh, what was his name? Henderson. <laughs> yeah. uh, he was he was like like when when she said the name of the the principal, he was like, oh, I guess that's close enough. Yeah. But my favorite my favorite thing she says there is, do you love your or what what well, which is really stupid of a question. What score would you give your parents? Like, what? Oh yeah. What a question is that? Anyway, <laughs> she goes like one hundred point, one hundred points, or ten out of ten, or whatever it was. Yeah. You know, I. They're lots of fun. I love them. Yes. While the narrator says she's starved for entertainment, she's also starved for love to yeah. to automatically like love these two individuals like she does is <laughs> is pretty crazy. But she's also very young. I mean, probably not even six years old. Yeah. And she is in need of, of parental figures. And I think she's willing to cling on to anybody who, sh- who shows her love. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I, I, I know that was really, really, really wholesome. Absolutely. Yeah. And how she says that she wants to be with them forever. That was also yeah, so cute. So precious. So, mm. yeah. <laughs> Hope they can. Hope they can. Right. And, and, really, really. And of course, uh, after that, she gets upset about thinking about her real mother. And so I, I guess yeah. we can talk about this, but just, you know, what, what happened mm. with that and exactly. what's, what's her story? Yeah, like just spontaneously, I I would guess that she was probably taken away from her real family at a young age in order to start being experimented on or something like that, you know. You know, I I wondered was it taken away or were they killed? Because it's taken away. Ah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. You know, you wonder it's taken away like maybe she would try to have a goal of, to get back to where she was instead of just kind mm. of dealing with being the child of an, some person. Yeah. But. Yeah, I don't know. But that those are my two I think those are the two likely options. Right. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, her 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 family is probably dead. I I think you're probably right there. Mm. And that's all I have on uh, Anya. All right then. Let's move on to your forger or well, she used to be your briar, but now she's your forger. And she also goes sometimes under the pseudonym Thorn Princess. Dang. She's beautiful, man. She, like, oh my she gosh. is. She's stunning. Oh my god. Yeah. She she works at the city hall during the day, and by night she's an assassin. And and yeah, she yeah she looks great. And she's legal. I'm just kidding. <laughs> she's twenty seven. Twenty seven. All right. <laughs> uh, James already has a waifu for this. I mean, obviously. I, I mean, or I guess. Who wouldn't really after I mean, after having read this? Who wouldn't honestly? You got these like three, well, maybe two. Like one of them seemed okay, but the two like coworkers, like <laughs> I, I could use bad words about them, but I won't. <laughs> yeah. You know, terrible people. Yeah. So of course, of course, everybody's gonna be like, "Oh my gosh, you're yes." Of course, for sure. <laughs> yeah, she she's gorgeous, absolutely, and, and she has a younger brother named Yuri. Mm-hmm. Um. Actually, in the old uh, fan translations of this, her name was Yoru. Oh yeah, makes sense. I that makes that makes sense. That's kind of how she has to be named in Japanese. Uh, but for some reason, they went with your only your in yeah in the official English translations. Sometimes I wonder about those official English translation if the the spelling of the name comes from the Japanese. Uh, mm author you know he's like no 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 it's y-o-y-o-r y-o-r yeah right i I wonder i wonder 
Yeah, because her name is definitely a little bit strange, I feel, because mm -hmm. it doesn't really sound like a name that you you would have in Europe, like 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 Anya or or, or Lloyd. Like, mm -hmm. your is definitely a little stranger. So. Although, Yuri sounds Japanese. You know? True, but isn't hasn't Yuri become like kind of or I don't know where if it if it has like if it exists independently of the Japanese Yuri outside of Japan or if if it has come out of Japan and sort of become slightly common outside of Japan. Oh, so I guess Yuri is also Russian, and it means farmer. Wow! Oh, oh that, that's interesting though. If it's a Russian name, and for them to be from the east, because east Eastern. Um, Germany was sort of the Soviet Union's part of Germany, right? Mm -hmm. So I suppose that would sort of make sense in that case. Yeah. Hmm. I'm trying, I'm trying to see if your is Russian, but can't quite. Hmm. And, you know, another thing that we, we haven't really mentioned is I, I think there's a bit of British kind of influence here. Yeah, yeah, definitely the West and East Germany. But I think I feel like Lloyd kind of gives a... a a British vibe as well. Am I wrong in thinking that, or is, what do you think? Like the name? Um, yeah, well, the or... name, but also just his his backstory in general. Then again, then again, hmm. you, we you did you did point out that his I guess childhood town was destroyed by war, and obviously United Kingdom. Hmm. While they didn't have bombings, they didn't have didn't have like tanks, and you know, it wasn't a war zone per se. Right. So, anyway, I don't know. I for some reason I felt just the train and the feel behind the espionage felt a bit British, but maybe that's the James Bond <laughs> coming in. <laughs> I mean, I'm I I could I could see that like in more like mainland Europe as well, probably. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I feel bad that she doesn't feel like she can fit in. Yeah. To be fair, yeah, she's in a pretty unique. <laughs> field of work uh to say the least and yeah kind of hard to blend in with the with the nor normal people um mm. but it's also interesting that around this time you get you get close to being 30s and you're almost ostracized as unmarriageable kind of a thing you know mm. um and maybe not to that extreme maybe it wasn't as, as bad as i'm making it out but i i definitely feel like there was that stigma and stereotype uh, yeah. you know right right i mean she, she was really struggling with those sorts of like like hearing that like pretty much everywhere like her brother was sort of pressuring her into finding a guy and and uh, as we as we said it's also like the her co-workers were also very much putting that sort of pressure onto her right and there was this implication from twilight that they they were short on spies at least the organization organization was yeah and especially female ones and then earlier the the co-workers had mentioned that there had been a lot of like ratting out on on people who were 30 or women that were 30 because they had to be spies or something like that mm -hmm. so i guess that actually did happen where they had the these women spies and because they were all single they ended up getting <laughs> ratted out is what i'm thinking right exactly exactly it it makes sense, I think, to make that connection. So I guess Yor would be kind of nervous about that as well. Precisely, yeah. And yeah, it may make sense. So I guess it was convenient 
for her to to sort of to feel even though it's very sad it was convenient for her to feel that pressure uh to find a partner true and you know in that in that time when she she stumbled upon uh twilight but but yeah like i i really felt for her when you know she she, she came alone to that party and she was yeah. look, looking at everybody and she she was thinking like so so so, so this must be what ordinary looks like and like right oh my god that was so that was honestly pretty sad um and man well just being alone at a party like that like uh i don't yeah i don't i feel bad yeah or Mm. i don't know how to express myself here but you know it's yeah it's 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 a feeling i don't like and to see another person have to go through that is very sad right also why do we have to deal with so many gossiping women lately in the manga we were reading you know <laughs> I, 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 it's like we're really there is something wrong with the with evil women lately i i i, I don't know it, talking behind people's back and yeah <laughs> spreading rumors and etc yeah you're right that that has been a thing in the mangas that we're covering lately <laughs> They never uh, had to deal with that Attack on Titan. Yeah. Oh my God. God. God, God bless Attack on Titan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, about your we we learned that she, she's been doing the work that she does, like the assassin type work, from a very young age. And uh, I guess regarding finding out more about the characters' backstories, that's something that I'm very eager to, to learn more about. Like why or how did she you know, find yourself on that path. Yeah. She, she had to raise her brother by herself, apparently. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Cause he's a couple of years younger, supposedly. Mm-hmm. And the person who hires her or at least tells her what to do. Right. Seems to be aware of her younger brother. Um, exactly. Right. Right. It, it, almost on a, almost on a uh, personal level. It felt like, yeah, I'm not sure if that was just the, the banter from him or if he actually does know yudi mm. does that mean yudi is in on this or it did does he just know your so well that or and your has vented to him before or or right. her i guess mm-hmm, uh mm-hmm. that he could comment like that i don't know i don't know but it feels yeah. it feels like he understands them more so more on a personal basis than you know just some voice behind a phone. So. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely felt that way. So so definitely, in addition to wanting to see more of Twilight's spy organization, I definitely want to see more of, well, of, of yours, uh, employer as well. Mm-hmm. See see what, what that person is all about. Yeah. Something that we got a little bit, or, well, it was really just a joke in pr- pretty early after Yor had been introduced in the story here when she was at her date daytime work and the the ladies there were sort of joking saying that they should put snot in the coffee and <laughs> and your was like oh does that make it taste better <laughs> and so it doesn't seem like her sense of what makes food or drink taste good is very good that could be it i mean i have a, i have a feeling that she's not going to be a very great cook I think right. that towards the end, I think that was kind of hinted at. That her cooking right. Skills. But she knows how to make tea. 
So S- supposedly, yeah. Or did we ever see them drink her tea? Uh, yeah, I think. She definitely see, she served it twice, I think. But did we ever yeah. see them drink it? What were they just gonna let it sit there? You know. <laughs> no, no, I mean, I, I, I feel like I feel like the scenes cut before they s- took any sips. Oh. If I well, right, right. Well, yeah, it cuts. I mean, but if it tasted bad, wouldn't they just be like, oh, please don't make tea anymore? Like, or, <laughs> probably, right? probably. You're, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, after the first time anyway. <laughs> yeah. But food, yeah, we don't know. Like, may- maybe she falls under the, oh, crap, I can't cook to save my life. R- maybe. <laughs> um, but actually, that, that, that moment with Theo putting snot in the tea, mm. I think it was just another sign of her being a bit naive and yeah yeah just you know kind of quick to trust what people are saying um but it's kind of to uh twilight's benefit in that he could use most any excuse and she's quick to kind of believe in that um so yeah. in a way in a way she's kind of an airhead kind of but but also yeah, sharp. definitely in, in some ways yeah right she's not stupid but no. just maybe just a little bit of a a little bit of a, a naive person. Yeah, right. I mean, I, I feel like she and and Twilight are similar in that way that they they have their professions that they're really really good at, mm-hmm. but then they kind of suck at a lot of other things. <laughs> sort of. Like I, 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 guess I feel like I feel like Twilight's pretty competent in a lot of things. He he's definitely more more so like it's easier to see that I think it's I guess it's easier to see this in your but I feel like even in Twilight he you know w- after the first time had that he had been outside with Anya he he got home and he was he was completely pooped that's true that's true like so and like and like th- there were li- little hints of that I I felt were and 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 as he in his thought thought monologues as well how he pointed out how this is the hardest thing he's ever had to do. Um, just being in a family, so mm. so yeah. Even though it's maybe a bit more obvious with your, I think I feel like it's it's there as well with Twilight. Yeah, I I, mm. I can agree, especially on the family side, you know. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Anything more on your? Uh, you know, she has this fixation on murder in general, which it could be. <laughs> it, it'd be one thing if she's like, "This is my job, uh, assassin." Uh, you know, puts bread on the table. Or I was, I was yeah. bribed to do it. It's yeah. another thing where she looks at a painting of guillotine stuff. It's just like, yeah. oh my gosh, this is art. And then just kind of strokes <laughs> a knife, a, a, yeah. a steak knife, like, yeah. or even a but. It may actually may have been a butter knife, like whatever she, it was. Whatever yeah. it was, she was just well. I, why, why I say this because butter knife is not even that is not even sharp. And she's just True. like, oh my gosh, yes, yeah. You know, it, it, or she's like huffing and puffing over it. It's it's. I, <laughs> I don't. Anyway, I really like your. Um, obviously, there is the, this the the murder side that yeah, I I have a problem mm. with, but um, I mean I am excited to see her character going forward. And and truthfully, I'm excited to see her and uh, well, you know, not just Twilight's relationship, like you know that them. <laughs> really sound like. My Little Pony here. You know, Twilight and uh, Rainbow's <laughs> butt face. Oh, they're my favorite ponies. Anyway, um, to, see yeah. their, to see their relationship grow, that's going to be great. But also see Anya and yours relationship. Mm. That That's going to be awesome. Definitely, yeah. 
I can't believe I brought up My Little Pony. <laughs> <laughs> I never made the connection, but now I'll probably never unsee it. Uh, the Twilight's like the only name I know. Just because whenever I look up Twilight Princess, I always see this stupid My Little Pony crap. Like, I don't want this. I want Midna. I, next time I should, I next time I should type Midna. <laughs> <laughs> anyway yeah yes yes is that it on the three main characters e- yes all right then there probably isn't much at all in any of the others but just a, just a little bit on the rest of them uh first of all we got frankie yeah uh, frankie yeah curly haired uh co-worker to twilight he's a scruffy i don't really know what to say yeah i don't i don't, I don't have much on him uh just he's kind of like the handyman that every spy needs you know right yeah exactly someone's got to give him the gadgets and the intel right exactly i I don't know if he's the q or the money penny to twilight (laughs) good question maybe maybe a combination (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) but uh but yeah he's he's a solid bloke yeah then there's henry henderson first of all i love the name (laughs) yeah i I Uh, do too (laughs) And he's an Eden Academy housemaster, and he strives to be elegant. Elegant! <laughs> he was so funny. Yeah, I like him. I do. Like at first, yeah. you, you know, in his first introduction, he see he obviously seems like a stick in the mud, and but 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 then you also have the old elegant stuff, and that's pretty funny. <laughs> but yeah. he, in the in the final chapter, he really sticks to his morals. Yeah. I, I really like that about him. And, and and maybe there'll be some sort of like little rivalry that him and Twilight will have, or I guess to say Lloyd will have. Mm. Um, yeah. Unbeknownst to Lloyd, but, <laughs> or, or just the, their family in general. But I, I think he'll be a fun character that will have their back when, when they need it most. I think. Yeah, yeah, right. He seems reliable. Or, or maybe he won't be. He won't be I, I just feel like. At this point, after like they, they've, they seem to have like won his trust at this point, so right. I feel like with that done, I feel like he he will be loyal to them, or like he will be a good person mm-hmm. to them because because he respects them. Yeah. Uh, other characters we got. Oh oh, sorry. One more thing about Henry Henderson. Yes. That punch felt great. Like it, oh, it that was did. so satisfying. Right. <laughs> Yeah. I completely agree. Want to talk about the guy he punched? Sure. Uh, his last name was Swan. I can't remember his first name right now. Uh, I can't either. I, d- but, I didn't, uh, didn't care to really write much about him <laughs> other than he was a scumbag. But Totally fair. I mean, obviously, he was he was going through the divorce of his wife, and his wife took custody of the child. So any sort of family hap- happiness, he's just, I'm going to try to tear it down. It's like, jeez, man. Mm-hmm. What a jerk. Totally. Other bad guys in this book that were introduced, although we didn't ever get to see him, but Donovan Desmond, the man who threatens the truth, or not not the truth, the truce between East and West, and Mm. he's the leader of the National Unity Party. That's pretty much all we know. Well, we also know that he's a shut-in, kind of. He doesn't really go outside unless it's like for a parent meeting for the school. Mm -hmm. So that's, well, that's the whole reason for Operation Strix. Indeed. And the last character I have noted on anything at all for is Edgar, yeah, the bad guy leader who had a daughter named Karen, and he appeared two times in the book. Right. 
I mean, I was just wondering, does he play a role afterwards? Is he kind of a reoccurring, not like a, not like a main boss kind of thing, speaking of video game terms, <laughs> but more uh, of a, you know, a side kind of enemy or antagonist who, you know, gets in a way in some of Twilight's missions, potentially. Who knows? Right. I suppose we'll see. Karen. I feel bad for Karen, but also she's <laughs> a total Karen. So, <laughs> yeah. sorry to all the Karens out there. Yeah, I mean, apparently she's also doing some Ill- illegal things, so. Right, exactly. So I didn't feel, I he probably put that in there, <laughs> he being the author, probably put that in there to make us feel less bad for Twilight dumping her like he did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't have anything for any more, any other characters, do you? I guess briefly, uh, you already mentioned Yudi. Um, oh, yeah. Or actually, Yuri is probably more accurate way to say oh, it probably <laughs> that i just wonder if he'll play a, a role because you don't see his face and sometimes that means that that face will be face reveal will be later on mm. and i don't know just thought i had that he may not or well he'll want to see lloyd see the 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 man apparently that his sister married right yeah will right he, he should will he approve of lloyd and <laughs> what, what will be of that? I'm yeah. just curious to see all that. That should be that should be fun. <laughs> but yeah, because yeah, yeah, I, like he he definitely seemed to care a lot about his sister. So like I feel like it's pretty safe to assume he will appear. Yeah. And and something along the lines of what you mentioned should happen. Mm-hmm. You know. Right. Almost overprotective. You know. Like. Maybe. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> but he definitely shouldn't be. <laughs> yeah yeah she's quite capable yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah should be fun should be a lot of fun then moving into the next segment which is the comedy segment Yay! this is where we talk about some of our favorite goofs and gags from this volume and i, w- I just want to start off by mentioning the wedding scene i f- i feel like that's one of my favorite wedding scenes in any manga ever. oh it's so good it's so funny. <laughs> uh, and, like, so fitting for these two characters. Like, it's the perfect wedding for them. <laughs> Have you ever seen the movie Mr. and Mrs. Smith? I've not. only heard about, about it. I've never seen it, though. I think it has, like, Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. Well, I, I, I'm pretty sure oh. I fell asleep to the movie. But, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, <laughs> it, the concept is, is interesting. You have these two, basically these two spies or assassins or whatever. I can't remember what their profession was. And they get married. Mm-hmm. And then they eventually have to kill each other. Um, oh, no. <laughs> or whatever. I forget what the reasoning was, but they have to do that. Um, mm. So just this whole fa- this whole thing where these two very intense professions, a spy and assassin, yeah. you know, lack of a better word, marry each other and, you know, have this like epic kind of explosion of, of, a, of a marriage or a proposal <laughs> at least is uh, yeah, it's, just, it's very reminiscent of Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Gotcha. And I, I guess I have more to say on that later. Yeah, I mean, I, I just, I, I just laughed throughout that whole. Oh yeah, it's, it's hilarious. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> Honestly, okay, maybe, maybe this is my romantic side uh-huh. coming out, but I was kind of sad when he didn't have the ring. I was like, oh. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but it, it was so much Dying. better with the grenade, though. You're right. In my second read through, I was like, yeah, it was better. It, if, and to be honest, you're probably wouldn't want something that flashing maybe i don't know i i don't i mean she likes her pretty dress a lot true 
Even though she only has one dress, or at least, or at least one pretty dress, I think she says. Um, yeah. So maybe she well, would like that. I don't know. Either way, maybe. it it worked. It worked. I mean. Oh yeah, it was know. so good. <laughs> it was. Oh my god. But I feel like kind of the first hint of this of this manga being a comedy. I I, I at least that I noticed was at the beginning when that one spy delivered like the photographic evidence of the hair foreign piece. minister wearing a hairpiece. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, I like, okay, it's a comedy. I see. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. It does a really good job of like faking out how, how serious it's supposed to be. Right. <laughs> and then, yeah, it's, it's like this really, really odd dirt on someone. Although, yeah. you know, don't tell, don't tell Edgar that it's, a, that it's a, pointless dirt <laughs> i i get kind of just jumping i i love the kind of gag the continuous gag is like if it's on sale i, I think he only did it twice but i i hope i hope it's a continuing line where you know, she honey is just like oh can we get this incredibly uh dangerous or uh <laughs> oh yeah impossible thing and she's like well if we find it on sale <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, can we get yeah. this like silent pistol? Yeah, well, we find it on sale. Can right. we can we buy a castle? We find it on sale. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you're right. I didn't actually pick up on that. Like or like I I remember them when you mentioned them, but it didn't. I think I didn't notice it when you or what when it happened in the story. That's that's pretty funny. <laughs> I, I I think it's funny and it almost it makes is. you want to use that in real life. You know. Yeah. I, mean, if, I don't know if I have a kid. If a kid, but just. <laughs> we should get this oh we find it on sale I don't know it just, it just seems funny it's good yeah I like it <laughs> I wonder if that's something that Twilight's parents used to say to him <laughs> or something maybe maybe <laughs> but I mean I guess something I think you pointed out a little bit earlier but Anya's like all of Anya's face expressions and her mannerisms and all oh, of that so obviously good. is hilarious and like her reactions i think mostly to twilight's and yours thoughts as she reads them and she just she reacts to them even though nobody said anything it's usually a lot of fun to see like the hand holding uh, you know oh yeah yeah and like her like shocked expression to things when she, yeah yeah like yeah. usually you flip the page and like she just stands there just like ha! like completely like oh my god oh no like this is horrible <laughs> like that kind of face uh, i like the uh don't get rid of me i'm i'm good value i'm of good value i'm good value <laughs> that line it's like in the middle yeah. of the of the town everybody could hear yeah <laughs> uh yeah that was that was not not good for twilight <laughs> it's so good uh, probably the line though that made me laugh the most was when Anya said, "Ooh, a baconry! I love bacon." <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's totally a thing is that that a kid would think or that a kid would say. <laughs> right. <laughs> so good. And then he, and then he corrects her and she's just like, "Oh, <laughs> yeah." It's like, "Oh no." <laughs> So she likes bacon and peanuts, but she hates carrots. That's what we know. <laughs> carrots? That's a... You don't see too many kids who don't like carrots. Yeah, you maybe. Know? Yeah. <laughs> Do you just like broccoli or... Oh, yeah. Or peppers, you know. <laughs> mm. um, I like the hide-and-seek gag that they... I think it's in the first chapter. It's not really hide-and-seek, but on when Twilight's trying to leave the house, Anya keeps 
escaping and oh, following him. Yes. I really, I really find that funny. And oh my god. And she's like, wow. <laughs> Papa's really good at this. This is fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the fact that she was having fun with it made it even more funny. <laughs> that was so good, yeah. And, like, I feel like you could really... Even though, obviously, it's all just still images. It's a manga, after all. I mean, but I, I feel like you could still sort of feel the motion in it. Like, when right. when, when Lloyd was, like, pointing at her and, like... <laughs> like, he was, he was discovering her and, like, going back to find her and, like, stuff like that was... Mm-hmm. It, it, I, I feel like you could kind of feel the action in it in a way that was... That was fun. I agree. <laughs> and my, my last thing on, on comedy here is, well, we, we sort of mentioned it a little bit, but just kind of seeing Henderson as he was observing the Forger family <laughs> and like he was reacting to everything they did and like, oh, such elegance. Elegance. I, so I, good. So great. <laughs> yeah. I, I had a lot of fun watching him react to that. <laughs> uh, just... Just a couple lines from Anya. Yes. I, I, I love what she says, but there is no mommy. <laughs> like, she, uh. just the way she says that, I just like the line <laughs> delivery. It, granted, yeah. there's no voice attached to it, but I just have this idea of how the voice should be. And to me, it's just really funny. Uh-huh. You know, just, but there is no mommy. I just, that yeah. really, really, really funny. Uh, and then uh. when what's, uh, Frankie is dressed up as a woman, and yes. he walks away kind of discouraged, <laughs> and Anya's like, you can have a peanut. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Just kind of rewards it with a peanut. Yeah, you deserve this. Good job. Good work. It it was funny also how Frankie was pretty, he he seemed to be all set to to play the role of the the wife. (laughs) Like, it's hard to make this figure look good, okay? (laughs) I can't really work with it. Um, uh, can you imagine someone being single at that age? Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> what a loser! <laughs> uh, I mean, there's a lot of singles in this story that are 27 plus. Oh yeah, three of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Except two of them are married now. Oh. Technically. Oh, that's right. Technically. Yeah, you're right. Hmm. <laughs> but I, at least they don't share a bed, though. Yeah, no. Not even the same room. No, exactly. <laughs> you know, back in the, hmm. I think it was 1950s, I think, or maybe, and maybe even before that, the, hmm. in at least in America, it was common to, for the, for husband and wife to have two separate beds. And hmm. they would kind of like, have like a, a lamp or something in between them. Um, oh, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. I don't know why I said that random fact to you, but I did. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you did it. <laughs> I did it. Um, mm-hmm. But that, I guess that situation is not what's going on here. You know, there's nope, separate rooms, which right, to be fair yeah. is definitely ideal for their private lives. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, they're actually not. Well, they're actually not married, but also, you know. Yeah. She's an assassin. He's a spy. They probably have some secrets they want to hide. Absolutely. Another thing, another Anya line is, am I being sold to traffickers? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And like, how, how did you, like, where did you learn that <laughs> word? <laughs> Not if you're a good girl. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> he kind of he played along with it. But then he's like, where did she learn this crap? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I love before the marriage, which you already mentioned, but before that, when they're running away and he does the concussive therapy. Um, oh, yeah. And it, she just, like totally takes his word for it. 
And then she kicks the guy and he rolls, which is another funny moment. But she's like, oh, my gosh, I shouldn't try to treat his condition as a layperson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like and actually that was really funny, too, when like about about him being like in like or, or like a pretend psychiatrist when Anya was supposed to say his profession. He was like she was like spy psychiatrist. <laughs> that was like it, it made you be like, oh, oh no, oh no, oh no! She did, did she did she just out him? Like no, <laughs> but she she kind of made it work. Just switched places with the S and the P. <laughs> I don't know how Twilight is and suspicious of Anya being able to <laughs> say spy like that. I guess maybe his re- thinking right there is, well, she is obsessed with that te- television spy wars, so maybe she's exactly that, yeah. So. All right, okay. <laughs> yeah, there's only so much I could take. <laughs> Right, and especially I feel like this this world, this fictional world, supernatural things like that doesn't seem to be a normal thing. Right. So, so why why would he really assume that she had supernatural powers like that? I well, not necessarily assume she has telepathy, but if it was me, and somewhere would just say my secret, I would be like, okay, <laughs> there could be coincidence, but I'm gonna be really just paranoid that they know that they know somehow found found out and they know true so true. like yeah if, it were, if i was a spy and she said spy and then you know corrected to the psychiatrist or whatever i'd be just like <laughs> what what why <laughs> like, yeah there's something to this um but that's just me <laughs> no I, I i i think that's that's fair <laughs> one other funny thing i i have there was other things but one other favorite funny thing i have is they're saluting the statue and you know, oh, yeah. yours says something funny where she's, I don't know who this is, but I'll do whatever he is. And then I just like, Anya, bald guy. <laughs> yeah. Like, bald guy. <laughs> so good. <laughs> yeah. But they were elegant all the, all, all the while. They were elegant all the way. You know? <laughs> so all, all I have left are my predictions. All right. Then, then yeah, let, let's move into predictions and, well, whatever else we might have left to say. Uh so yeah, yeah. Let's let's start with your predictions. Sure. Uh, I guess just go right to the photo. Let's talk about ominous. Oh, how the photo fell from the wall at the very end. Ah, like <laughs> it, it was so it's so heartwarming where they just you know cheers or you know to family or whatever and and then it yeah. fell and it just ends on that note. It's like, wait, isn't this supposed to be a kind of a happy story? Uh, <laughs> this one seems like like it's trying to hint some sort of tragedy. It's like what the heck. Oh, um, but, it, but I guess it's like, but that's all, but that also was supposed to be comedic. So I get that. I think so. Yeah. Like I only read it as a comedic thing, honestly, oh, gotcha. but, but I mean, I don't know. Maybe there is more to I it mean, than I, is it supposed to be a bad sign, a bad sign that, you know, that things won't be smooth. I mean, I don't expect it to be completely smooth sailing, but mm. uh, yeah, it's just, it's kind of like a little ominous that that happens and that's how the volume yeah. ends, but it uh, also funny. <laughs> True. Yeah. Yeah. So going back to my Mr. Mrs. Spy, uh, not Mr. And Mrs. Smith situation. Right. I and this is probably way down the line, but I think a, a likely story point will be that Yor and Twilight have to take each other out, and not for ramen. Uh, you know, <laughs> some food. I'm talking. Yeah. You know. No. Kill. Um, no. No. Yeah, no. That'd, be, that'd be pretty bad, right? It'd be pretty no. sad. And I don't, I don't know if I want the story to go that way. It could be interesting, and I'm sure it would resolve in a good way. But um, right. 
it just seems like when you have two assassins, basically, it just feels like that's going to be their end game, or that could be one. And I don't know exactly yeah. where yours loyalty lies. I understand that Twilight is for Westalis, right? Yeah. Uh, that's his basically his country. Um, mm-hmm. But your could be oh shoot what's the other one called Ostania or Ostania 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 whatever it is Ostania, whatever, whatever it is she, she is from there anyway yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and so it, to me it, it, her employers could be heavy Ostanian and, and maybe National Party or whatever that the, the bad guys party potentially yeah. um, right I mean who knows yeah, yeah I mean who knows obviously but the person that she had to kill was a traitor to their country it seems like um, yeah, mm. and we had seen from Edgar that he thought the the ambassador guy with the hairpiece was not. I mean, obviously he was he was a fake because the hairpiece, but also he was too friendly with Westalis or something like that, and and therefore a traitor or, or along those lines. So mm. Mm. it just that got me thinking, like, okay. He's using that kind of language. Uh, she's using that kind of language. Maybe there's not not saying Edgar has any connection to her. I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, but I, I don't think so. Um, <laughs> right, right. But that potentially, she could be very much pro, Ostania and, and you know for the nation, and that could pit her and Twilight against each other. Yeah, yeah. I like. I I absolutely could see. Some somehow that they would be pitted against each other. Mm-hmm. Although I don't think she like I, I think that would probably at least in the, be initiated without her really knowing who she was going after. Maybe yeah. And, but then when like if she would know who she, who like once she would see him, maybe then she wouldn't want to do it. Because I I just I I don't know I don't know the the impression I got about uh, of your from this first book really was that she, I, I don't know. I got the, I got the feeling that she does the work she does for a living and not really anything else. Like, I don't think she has necessarily like taken a passionate stance for any one country necessarily. She's passionate about killing. She's passionate about killing. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but at the same time, she has started a life with, with Twilight at this point, so mm-hmm. and 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 it's only going to probably at least probably just going to keep getting uh, deeper. Oh, I hope so. Like yes, their, their their relationship for sure. So, no, yeah, I, I agree. While I, while I I'm just going to say while I do really like your idea that they might have there might be a showdown at some point between the two because I I feel like that probably makes sense with a story like this. I I I also agree with you that. No, none of them would probably actually kill the other. Uh, right, yeah. Ultimately. Of course, yeah. No, no way. And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, it could go down a few ways. It could be that they don't see each other, uh, don't understand who they're going after, you know, just code names, and then they see each other, they go, right. wait a minute, what the heck? Uh, exactly. That, that could definitely happen. Mm-hmm. It could also be, well, they get to that point, and then do they continue? Do they value their missions over the people, the person they love? Um that could be an inner mm. conflict between them. That could be interesting to see them for sure place their love 
their family above their profession. That yeah, mm-hmm. that'd be great to see. Um, so yeah, I yeah. mean, I I part of me is hoping that it will happen. The other part of me is kind of hoping that I didn't predict anything, you know, <laughs> and that it will go in a direction that I they can't guess. But. Right. I mean, for sure. I, I mean, surely there will be a bunch of things that we couldn't have predicted. But truly, yeah. But uh, I something else that that I want to say regarding this is, well, right now I'm thinking about Kaguya-sama: Love Is War, which, for those who don't know, is another series that we've been covering on Umami Manga, and that story also starts off largely comedic, like very non-serious and like the first few volumes don't have a whole don't have a whole lot of too serious things but but later on as as the story moves forward it definitely gets deeper and and more serious and in some cases even kind of sad and a little tragic and so i was just thinking like what if this story sort of makes that makes that journey as well as personally i think i would really enjoy that because I, I think there's so much potential for more well hard situations that could be dealt with in a more mature way than just making everything into jokes mm-hmm. perhaps um obviously i don't know it, it might just be wonderful as a comedy through and through but but yeah i, I at the same time I, I just wanted to point out that i think it could do really well with potential serious moments as well like or at least have for sure. more of that. And I'm kind of expecting that to be honest. I I, right. I, I didn't get the mm. feeling of a pure comedy yet. I think it is more comedic than I probably. Well, I don't know how much I thought it. I actually thought it'd be pretty comedic, but <laughs> I I think that again it's more wholesome than I thought it'd be. But um, right. there is going to be some intense. I feel like there'll be in, some intense moment. Now it won't be mm. every volume, um, but mm. there'll be. I think points down the line where you get some you know, pretty serious and maybe some dangerous moments yeah but definitely hope so we shall see <laughs> yeah we will we will uh we are we have we have begun we have begun this this uh, read through i'm so excited uh but but uh, a, f- a few other things here on the on the last last talk of this of this episode uh, we we've talked about the setting most likely being inspired by Germany with East Germany and West Germany during the Cold War yeah. uh, with Westalis and, and, and Ostania. And there's even more to kind of prove that, I feel, with the city that most of this book takes place in being the capital city of Ostania, if I recall. Its name is Berlin. Yeah. <laughs> it's literally Berlin, literally but Berlin. with a T at the end. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, which, is, which, you know, was located in East, East Germany. Um, although half of it was was still part of West Germany, it was complicated. But mm. oh yeah, tell down your wall. Yeah, I, I I wonder if Berlin in this story also has a wall and like part of it belongs to Westerlis or something. Yeah, who knows? If 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 if, if it's gonna go that accurately to the real world, or if, mm. or if it just doesn't do that, I I don't know. But yeah, I just wanted to point that out as well regarding the the world and. And the last thing I got really is just I love how Anya is shipping her mama and papa, <laughs> uh, as I think pretty much every reader does as well. Uh, I, yeah, <laughs> I mean, what? Who wouldn't? I mean, right? I, it's it's almost like you you can't not just yeah. want them to get together, you know? 
Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, they're married, right? <laughs> Technically speaking. Right. For sure. Exactly. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, yeah, I think it's yeah, I think it's cute that she's. I don't. I mean, obviously, she wants a family, so seeing seeing uh, her mother and father being or mama and papa being lovey-dovey to each other would be maybe something of her dreams but i think that anya just kind of being like are you two gonna kiss just just right it was funny but you know (laughs) it's also just like oh this is the moment like this like she had seen it on her spy wars and she's like okay this is this is the time right (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's like that meme, like now kiss. Yeah. You, you, you just press the two faces together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So so many things to look forward to in the series at this point. But uh, do you have anything more you'd like to say, or are we about to end this episode? No, I, I think I'm good. Yeah. Nice. Then Operation Strix is now underway. If you enjoy our content, you can follow us on Twitter at Umami Manga, and it would be lovely if you'd like to support us by either rating our shows on the podcast platforms or subscribing to our channel Umami Manga on YouTube. If you like this episode, please share it around with anyone you think might enjoy it too. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time when we'll talk about Volume 2. Bye-bye! See you later! This message will self-destruct in 3, 2, 1... It was all Petter's plan the whole time. Yes. Now everyone who listened to this episode has been... Mind blown. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Nice. Nice one.